So to the Etihad then. Manchester City at home to Wolves. Team news. Traore and Vinegra were in for Wolves. Just a shuffle of the pack after Europa League. Uh, for City, Walker and Caneglo Cane were, were in at full-back. Mendy hamstring out again. And the usual shuffle that Gradiola does uh, with his uh, prolific squad. Into the action then, and Wolves uh, on the counter-attack. In the early stages, they had three reasonable chances. Troy put through, uh, uh, and he's fed Catroni. And the effort was pushed uh, badly wide, unfortunately. Then a second chance for Jimenez, uh, linking with Catroni, and uh, forced a save from Edison. And then the third uh, was uh, a, a good chance for Jimenez, but he slipped at the, uh, at the crucial moment. After that storm at the beginning of the match, uh, the, the game settled into a usual pattern with uh, City uh, pressing forward, holding the possession. And uh, basically we didn't see uh, too much uh, work for Patricio in the first half, but goalless at the break then. After the break, uh, David uh, Silva was fouled just outside the box and uh, uh, the free kick... Uh, hit the bar uh, from Silva. Uh, there were co constant sort of efforts by City with blocking and tremendous defending by the Wolves' defence. Uh, Doherty and Johnny came on uh, to make the defensive unit even more sturdy. Bernardo and Jesus were brought on to try and break the deadlock, uh, but Wolves' defence was absolutely terrific. They were so strong and it became more and more frustrating for the City elite. Uh, I think they were sadly missing De Bruyne, uh, who, who, who was, had a slight injury. And then on the break, on 80 minutes... Uh, a great move uh, from Jimenez, uh, who really showed his class. And then he put in Traore on the right side. And he he's pacey. And he ran into the uh, uh, penalty area. And he slotted the ball neatly into the corner, with Edison having no chance. After that, more frantic work by City. Jesus worked Patricio, uh, who pushed the effort round the uh, post. More terrific brooking by Wolves. Uh, the chances, half chances at best, were, were constant. Uh, Aguero came on, but his effort was scuffed wide. And then, in added time, a defensive blunder in uh, Wolves' half enabled another counter-attack, the same two, Jimenez, who uh, managed to uh, pass the ball perfectly to the running Triori, and Triori completed his second, almost identical to the first, an absolutely sweet, cool finish in the corner, and Wolves were ecstatic, and the final whistle signalled 
the second defeat of the season for Manchester City. So, final score at the Etihad, a delightful uh, uh, Nino Espirito Santos Wolves winning the game by two goals to nil. Sunday's fixtures then. Uh, Arsenal at home to Bournemouth at the Emirates. Solanke and Wilson were up front. King, King in the hole, uh, just behind them. For Arsenal, Kabilas was in from the start. Uh, Lacazette still injured with that ankle problem. And no Ozil, not even on the bench. Must have been a very disappointing 45 minutes for the uh, Cherries coach, uh, Eddie Howe. Bournemouth were... To say they were disappointing was an understatement. Uh, let's get into some of the highlights. Two minutes in, nice interplay by Arsenal. Uh, and Gwendouzi's final touch, not good. But it set the stall out for the half, really. Five minutes, Aubameyang strike. Um, wasn't too far from the far post. Uh, but nobody... Ch uh, going in to challenge him uh, then a few minutes later Louise uh, header glides in at the far post from a Pepe corner again very poor defending so on the back foot already Bert Bournemouth chasing the game one down um, they were playing almost with uh, an air of inferiority complex uh, and uh, it really never got any better. Um, Arsenal were running the midfield. Uh, they were getting down the flanks. They were p playing a high press. Uh, Bournemouth just couldn't get out of their half. And uh, the, the, the pressure was just going back on the Bournemouth defence. Aubameyang looking sharp. And uh, Pepe down the right flank having uh, lots of opportunities, uh, working well with uh, Chambers. Um, and it really was surprising that Arsenal didn't double their lead by the uh, break. Um, the odd little escapade up, 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 upfield for uh, Bournemouth, but generally speaking, uh, the Arsenal... Totally dominant. So to the second half then. And uh, right from the off, um, Bournemouth were much more urgent. Their passing was much quicker. And it became a real contest. And they had an early chance when uh, great work from Callum Wilson in the box. He, he rounded one of the defenders and tried to go round the keeper, but that left him with a too tight an angle and his cross was easily cleared but really he should have he should have shot earlier but it was a warning to Arsenal and uh, a further chance um, for Stacey on the right flank forced Leno to push it away for a corner and as I say much more competitive Arsenal on the other hand their midfield dominance was lost, and all the um, all the action really uh, was up the other end. Uh, Callum Wilson, particularly, looking a real danger. 
and King um, also uh, support him. And uh, Arsenal really became quite quite predictable. And although Emery ran the changes with Martinelli coming on and uh, um, uh, another couple of changes, uh, Pereira, um, they just couldn't get that sort of dominance back. Uh, Aubameyang did have a chance uh, on full time that he should have punished some sloppy defending. But really, uh, Fraser came on for Bournemouth and it would have been quite quite uh, a reflection on the play if they'd got the equaliser. But as so often happens with Arsenal, they managed to wriggle to the finish line and they kept their one goal lead and that's how it finished. Arsenal won, Bournemouth nil. Arsenal now in fourth. Two St Mary's then, Southampton at home to Chelsea. Uh, Long was up front with Ings for the Saints. Uh, Hudson Adoy, first start for Chelsea in the Premier League. Uh, first minute then, chance for Southampton Redmond from distance, a fraction over the bar, but uh, a warning to the Chelsea back four. But it was uh, Chelsea who then took over on 17 minutes, a delightful uh, ball uh, chipped over by Hudson Adoy, found. Abraham, he was a bit too quick for the defence and the keeper came out to smother it but he managed to uh, chip the ball over the keeper's head. It was a perfect delivery. It uh, landed right in the middle uh, of the goal, just over the line, even though Yoshida tried in vain to clear it off that line, which he succeeded. But the goal was given. So Chelsea won up, and uh, seven minutes later, they doubled their lead. Uh, some nice interplay, William uh, linking with Jorginho, who then sat up Mount, and uh, he needed uh, no, no more invitation. He slotted the ball wide of Gunn, and that was 2-0. And uh, Abraham then set up Mount again. He should have made it three, but his shot was, went wide. So two up for Chelsea, but then on 30 minutes, Valerie managed to uh, run into the box and his uh, swift cross managed to get uh, to Ings, who stuck out a left leg and it crept over the line and Saints were back in it, 2-1. Didn't uh, last for very long, that resurgence, though, because Chelsea back in control on 40 minutes. Kante, uh, who did got onto an Alonso cross, hit the ball from just outside the box. It took a wicked deflection, but it uh, went in, and that was 3-1 Chelsea at the break. Uh, into the second half then, uh, and Doy was looking quite threatening, uh, but uh, Bash Bashawai came on and Pulisic came on. Uh, Lampard having uh, lots of options on the bench uh, to freshen things up and it was uh, Bashawai who managed to uh, link up uh, with uh, uh, Odoi and slot in the fourth between uh, Gunn's legs 
and that was uh, in the last minute and a comfortable win for the kids at Stamford Bridge they're really blossoming under Lampard Lampard must be extremely pleased uh, with what he's got so uh, a good day at the office for Chelsea they won this game by four goals to one Hassenhudl uh, got a few problems at uh, St Mary's so final match then of the week eight Newcastle at home to Manchester United um, well what can we say team news no Pogba no Lingard uh, we had uh, Tungjazi in the centre of mid midfield because Lindelof uh, got a back injury. Newcastle, uh, Matt Longstaff was selected alongside his brother Sean, which was quite a significant moment. Uh, no, Shelby, he's still injured. Both sides desperate for a win. Um, there was a problem in the tunnel, apparently, uh, before the match between uh, opposing players. It was noisy, wet and miserable, the conditions. And I have to say, after 45 minutes, uh, nothing had changed apart from the fact that it was quiet, wet and miserable. Early chance for Alboron. Uh, shot blocked. Um, still waiting for his first uh, Newcastle goal. Uh, St. Ma Maximin on the left wing from Newcastle was causing Dallow some problems um, but even though um, the best chances came to Newcastle um, but the possession was all United but the midfield well they just lack so much creativity um, it's all sort of across the park negative I noted that there was more back passes than any forward. Um, it took nearly 40 minutes before United had a shot on goal. In that time, Shah should have uh, converted uh, from uh, uh, a good move on 28. Uh, Matty Longstaff, on his debut... Uh, hit a great shot which deceived De Gea and clipped the bar. And uh, uh, as I say, Almiron was looking threatening. Uh, but for United, uh, very little. Uh, Rashford hardly got a touch. Um, there was a chance for United just before the break uh, when a corner from the left and uh, Maguire on 44 minutes this Maguire uh, free header no one near him three yards out and he managed to head it wide how he did that I'll never know it was almost relief when the whistle went for half time so first half then goalless as the players came out for the second half, I thought I'd give myself a reminder that Man United had Fred, McTominay, Mata and Pereira in midfield with James helping out. I had to remind myself because 
although they seem to have the ball a fair bit, they've done nothing with it. So, to the action, uh, well, uh, 55 minutes, uh, Carroll came on for Newcastle, which got a big round of applause. Uh, he came on for Joe Linden, who picked up an injury. And then a couple of minutes may, lay, later, uh, we got a good cross from Pereira, but James just couldn't get to his head to it. So, again, it just went behind. Uh, after that, Roja come on for Dalu. Dalu had had a nightmare against uh, this uh, uh, guy. Uh, oh, I can't pronounce his name. Let's try it again. Uh, Saint Maximin. Uh, so it was with some relief that he disappeared from the action. Um, although action is probably an overstatement. And what happened to creativity? Uh, Newcastle weren't much better, but at least they were trying to take the game uh, to uh, uh, the Red Devils. Uh, anyway, Carroll had a header, Goldwoods, but it was uh, just over on 64. Uh, then Matter was replaced by Greenwood. Uh, I had forgotten that Matter was playing, actually, to be honest. Uh, half chance for United a few minutes later, but it was snuffed out pretty easily. Uh, and then James, a couple of minutes later, his cross was looking for Rashford, but Charles uh, uh, nipped in and uh, ushered it away to safety. And then finally on 71 minutes, we had a little bit of pure class, uh, a little bit of action. And it was the young boy on debut, Matt Longstaff, after United made a right mess of it, uh, caught on the break. Eventually it came to Longstart and he smashed the ball into the net. De uh, Gea nowhere. And uh, Newcastle were one up and the crowd erupted. Uh, it was a nice layoff by Williams uh, to the said Longstart. So their family will be cock-a-hoop. You know, the young boy debuting with his older brother and now he scores the goal. Well, I have to confess that that was the winning goal. Uh, after that, um, there was little response, really, from uh, the United. Um, they just didn't seem to be able to put two or three passes together, and when they did, it was all backwards. Uh, it was a blessing when the final whistle arrived, and uh, United, uh, their third defeat, of the season in eight games, they've only won uh, two games. I, I I'm trying to work out yeah, two games, and drawn three and lost three. Dreadful start. Um, Solskjaer could well be on the way out. I just can't see him surviving. He just hasn't got the skill set. Um, he's too young. He's got a lot of genuine love for the club but that doesn't win football matches um, I still remind myself that the why they got rid of Mourinho um, it, because of that man who wasn't even on the pitch today yes he is creative, he is talented but he is a, a, a poison chalice I'm talking about Paul Pogba and if I was the, the director Woodward I would 
ring up Mourinho and say sorry and ask him to come back and rescue this sinking ship. As for Newcastle, well, uh, a good result for Steve Bruce. Uh, so they're looking on the up. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's my report on what was a dreadful uh, affair here. I watched it on Sunday night, and I'm a passionate f supporter of this football club, but uh, what we're seeing is almost uh, uh, the end of, of any, any self-respecting United fan would be looking at this and wondering, where are we? Final score there, Newcastle 1, Manchester United 0. So that's the end of match day eight. City's defeat means that Liverpool on 24 points now are a long, long way in front. I think it's eight points uh, in front of Manchester City and Arsenal into third. Manchester United are down to 11th. Uh, at the bottom, uh, Watford are still propping everybody up. And... It's an international break next weekend, so there will be no show. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Uh, goal of the week. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to give it to the young boy from Newcastle. Uh, it was a cracking drive, and uh, he deserved it uh, on his debut. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed the show.